Hey, let's talk to one of our favorites. Love having this guy on talking music. He's got new music coming out with Government Mule. Mr. Warren Haynes joins us. Hey, Warren, how are you? Hi, Warren. Good morning. I'm great. How are you guys? Good. It's it's been a couple of years, and I thought of you during the uh, the lockdown, the pandemic. You spent so much life of uh, your life on the road, and then we go into this complete lockdown. Was was it kind of a welcome break for you, at least for a little while? Well, I think I went stir crazy like everybody else. Yeah, but it was a, an opportunity to write a lot of music and to be uh, with my family uh, more than I ever get to. Uh, so, you know, you make the best of a bad situation. Yeah, because yeah, you did, what, two albums in lockdown, right? Yes, we did. We were in the studio longer than we've ever been, and uh, we made this blues record, uh, Heavy Load Blues, that's coming out, and then we have another record in the can that's coming out next year. But it, it was the best way we could think of to stay creative uh during this whole thing you have a uh, studio in your house no I, i'm actually building one based on the fact that uh i don't ever want to go through this again but we uh there's there's one not too far from here that that we utilize quite a bit and uh we it's an hour and 15 minutes from my house so we uh we we set up and did two records at the same time this particular studio it's called Power Station New England, which is a, a replica of the old Power Station where they did so many great rock and roll records through the years. But it has two studios side by side. So we set up uh, in one studio for the blues record and in the other studio for the rock record, and we would just bounce back and forth. Well, yeah, Heavy Loaded Blues is coming out, and it's available November 12th. Mule.net or Amazon or Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your uh, music. So talk a little bit about that. when you Because hard to believe we are talking off the air about, boy, Government Mule, that you would think they would do a blues album in the past, but this is your first one. Talk about putting together a blues album and the difference between doing that and a rock album. Well, you know, our music is very heavily influenced by yeah. the blues, but, but we're very much a, a rock band. Um, I've been talking about making a blues record for five or six years now, but it was always kind of on the back burner and in the on the horizon somewhere. I think the pandemic kind of brought that out. Uh, and so I've been making this list of covers, blues covers that I would want to do at some point in my life. And I've also found myself writing what I consider to be traditional blues songs. I, I wrote a handful of those, which I, I normally don't. Um, and so I wound up uh, with enough original material where we could make it half original songs and half cover songs, which I was uh, pleasantly surprised about. Um, you know, I chose artists like Howlin' Wolf and Elmore James, yeah. uh you know, and Junior Wells and Bobby Blue Bland. Um, I bet it was a blast, Warren, going through all that stuff to try to figure out which ones you wanted to cover. Yeah, and we've covered, wow. in the past, we've covered some stuff like Robert Johnson and Sun House. Uh, so we we had checked those off. So uh, we wanted to do stuff by artists we had never done before. And it, it was a blast. Each track we approached differently. It could be very traditional meaning very similar to the original recording or it could be completely different depending on what we felt for each song hey I, you know it's it's funny we have you on kind of coincidence because last week we were talking about 
it was the anniversary of the final Almond Brothers tour. The final uh, show was that Jerry, like uh, last yeah, week, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, what do you remember from that final performance? Uh, the Almond Brothers' last performance uh, in. That was the in, one at the Beacon, I believe. In 2014. Yeah. yeah which yeah. Was, was fantastic. It was, you know, we did, we did three sets, which is the only time in the 25 years that I was in the band, it was the only time we did three sets. Uh, and everybody just rose to the occasion and, and made it a fantastic show. The, uh, the audience was over the top, and I just have amazing memories of that night. Were you a little surprised when you joined that group that, you know, yourself, Dickie Betts, Greg, I mean, it really was, even though it had the Allman Brothers name on it, it really was. Everybody contributed in that group, and that's what made it when you guys, they came back and you joined the group. That's what I kind of think it made it special. I think it's what kind of made it work uh, in the way that they gave the new members uh, freedom and uh Everybody was kind of in, included in the music uh, in an equal manner. And I think the Allman Brothers music demands that. You know, there's a lot of bands that can come back and do do a reunion with the new the new people in the back and the, the original people in the front. But the Allman Brothers band is not like that. It, it depends on all cylinders firing equally. And uh, they, they knew that from the beginning when they brought me in. It was uh, not just as a guitar player but as a singer and as a songwriter and i was uh, honored to be included in that and given all the noise and all the bands and all the rock over the last i don't know 50 years let's just say it seems like currently right today history's kind of looking uh, very fondly upon the allman brothers yeah ab- absolutely i think that music is considered yeah. timeless at, at, at this point and and rightly so you know i mean i always felt that way. I, I was a, a fan from the very beginning. And, you know, even though I spent 25 years in the band, when I think of the Allman Brothers, I think of uh, the original band with Dwayne Allman and Barry Oakley, which was only together three years, um, mm. but but made a lot of noise in three years. And the fact that the band continued that legacy uh, up until 2014 is pretty amazing. How was, just out of curiosity, because a lot of our listeners love hearing uh, different stories, especially about iconic bands. Did you have a curiosity from the original members to find out more about Dwayne and Barry, whether it was a funny story or just a... Was there a curiosity from yourself to learn more about those two icons? Yeah, I mean, that started when I was playing with Dickie Betts uh, in his band in the 80s before I ever joined the Allman Brothers because I was such a fan. I would always quiz him about that kind of stuff. And then Dickie brought me into the Allman Brothers. And once I joined, it was myself and Greg Allman and Alan Woody. The three of us shared a tour bus together, which, you know, we became instant friends and we were all hanging out together. And, uh, you know, Greg in close quarters was not shy about talking about Dwayne. You know, it was usually funny stories. Yeah. You know, Um, but for me, as, as a fan, it was just nice to hear these anecdotes and stuff. And the, the three of us shared a lot of laughter and a, and a lot of music. Now, Gre- uh, Warren Haynes is uh, with us this morning. Over last weekend, we had a review, uh, or Monday of this week, actually, of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show. And I was uh, instructed to ask you, Warren, about Dave Grohl's mom. no i don't know that's all i was told i don't kill the messenger here 
You well, have a friendship, I, a longtime friendship with his mother. Which started after 9-11. Okay. Uh, you know, Dave and I had already become ca- uh, casual friends at that point. We had hung out a few times. Um, on 9-11, <laughs> uh, I was living in New York City and found myself in a situation where I couldn't fly to my next gig, which was in Denver. And so we had to find a tour bus that would come and pick me up and get me there in time for my show. Uh, And we found one in North Carolina, and apparently it was the last one in the United States. Uh, We got a call a couple hours later after we procured this bus saying, hey, you can say no, but what do you think about sharing this bus with Dave Grohl's mom, who's trying to get to uh, California? And I said, sure, absolutely. So the bus picked her up in Virginia, came to Pennsylvania, which is uh, as close as they could get to me. Right. Uh, picked me up, and we shared a bus. We spent 36 hours together <laughs> uh, uh, getting to know each other and became uh, instant friends, and, and she's a, a wonderful person. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, that, that's the short version. Hey, uh, Heavy Loaded Blues, available November 12th. Mule.net, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon.com, wherever you can order. Hey, curious, because you started playing guitar at an early age. I think you were like 6th grade, like 6th, 7th grade, you're 12 years old. What album that you bought really got you hooked? Where you listened to this vinyl, where you said, this is what I want to do. What was the influential album? I think uh, in the very beginning, the first three things that I discovered uh, were Cream and Jimi Hendrix and Johnny Winter. Well, there you go. Uh, There was a live Cream Volume 2 record that I spent a lot of time listening to, uh, Jimi Hendrix Smash Hits and Johnny Winter, Second Winter. Those three records were were very big. And then from there, you know, I, I started discovering everything but uh, those were three big ones so meeting a guy speaking of cream you meet a guy like eric clapton i'm sure you met him how did that go when you meet someone that you man this guy helped me get you know help inspire me well we've played together a few times he joined the allman brothers on stage uh during one of our anniversary shows and we played two nights together we uh, played six songs one night and seven songs the other night and it was fantastic. You know, I mean, <laughs> I bet. Playing, uh, you know, we played Layla, and we played Little Wing, and we played Why Does Love Got to Be So Sad. But he also joined us for, like, Dreams and, and Memory of Elizabeth Reed and Stormy Monday and songs uh, that the Allman Brothers are, are known for. Uh, and it, it was just a, a wonderful experience. Yeah. All right, well, before we let you go here, Warren Haynes, what's the latest on your Yearly fundraiser for Habitat uh, for Humanity. Is that back on this year? It's not for this year, and I'm, I'm, okay. hoping, I'm hoping next year uh, because I really miss it, and I'm really yeah. dy- dying to get get back into it. And it's funny you should mention that because Dave Grohl was at the, the last one we did, which was the 30th anniversary. We took a break for the 31st, and COVID forced us to take a break for the 32nd. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to doing that. Well, looking right. forward to hearing this album, man. Yes. November 12th, Mule.net, man. You guys are still, uh, are you going to tour at some point after this? Yeah, we are. And, uh, you know, we, we went out for eight weeks, uh, and just got home after Halloween. Now we're taking a little break, but we're going to go back out. 
we're going to be promoting this record, and if things go well as far as uh, post-pandemic, we're going to be business as usual. Well, come on to Columbus, man. We always love it when you guys come into town. Absolutely. Thank Uh, you, Warren. You bet.